Welcome to the His Call Technology Podcast, where we are communicating tomorrow's business needs today. From just outside Nashville, Tennessee, join His Call as we discuss all things telephony, data, and infrastructure related to business leaders. Here we go. Welcome to the podcast. To give you a little groundwork, a little background on where we are today, we're sitting in the Knoxville office, and I've got three of our sales team sitting around the table, and we're talking into this Jabra speakerphone. I'm going to, we're just going to have a conversation so that you can get to know some of our sales team. And so we're going to talk with um, Scott, Gerard, and Diane today. Thank you all for taking the time to come in and sit down and have this conversation. Thank you, Chuck. Thank you. Thank all right. You. Very good. So head nodding does not work well on the podcast. Voice is good. Voice is good. So let's start with just letting folks know a little bit about you. Diane, ladies first, if that's okay. Absolutely. All right. You have been at his call now for how long? A little over three years. A little over three years. Time flies. It does fly when you're having fun. Yep. But now you've got experience in this technology industry that we're in. That's right. I actually began my career in technology in 1991. And this joke never gets old, Chuck, but I did start when I was five. Okay. Yeah. Audience know that. Right. So, yeah. I began my career in technology in 1991. It's hard to believe more than 30 years ago. That is. That's that's good. That's before me in 95 is when I've got started. And I started in 95 as well. I was thinking that was right. So you started in 91. Has it always been around telephony or has it been other technology? It has. It's been mainly telephony. It wasn't until I joined his call that I started doing security and some of the other product offerings that we have, but always telephony. And we were in Avaya shop. I worked for a little dealer out of Johnson City, Tennessee, and we were in Avaya at that time, Lucid Technologies shop back in the day. And then we went to Avaya, obviously, as you know, and sold lots of partner systems and spirit systems and Merlin right. legends and magics and divinity. Wow. So yeah, always telephony. Fewer of those in the systems that you mentioned in the field today, but there are still a few out there. Can you believe it? They're still that working too. It is crazy. <laughs> I haven't seen a spirit in a long time, but I bet there's some still out there somewhere. Yeah. Gerard, as I move around the table, Diane's to my left, Gerard's directly across from me, and Scott is to my right. So Gerard, as we move around the table, Let's talk to you about, as the newest salesperson here in East Tennessee, Yes, sir. you have been here for how long? Going on three months now. That's right. <laughs> All right, man, I'm going to tell you what, we're tickled to have you. It's like drinking from a fire hose, though, I know. Absolutely. Are you from <laughs> Knoxville? Originally from Baltimore, Maryland, but lived in Knoxville almost 20 years. So okay. I am happy to say I'm not going anywhere. All right, well, good. <laughs> so you may not bleed orange, but are you a Vols fan? Yes. I oh, that was a good fan. answer right there. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> all my customers know I am a Vols fan. So yes. No, but I am. Back home, a lot of basketball. So here's a lot of football. So that's right. Transition. So, but yeah. yeah, I become a Vols fan. So Okay. Well, very good. Your background is not technology focused, but it is sales focused. Yes. So you sales probably the last 15 years or so in sales, all types of sales, mostly car business and financing and things like that. So that part of it is good. It's just the technology part is definitely like a fire hose. It's a lot to learn. That's right. Uh, If you thought that a phone was simple, just get to the educational part behind it and you realize it's a lot more to it. That's right. (laughs) And then just plugging it in and going. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Now, Scott. Yes, sir. 
we got started about the same time in 95. Yes, sir. How many years is that? <laughs> Give a calculator out. A lot. A little less than 30. Yeah, yeah. a little, little less than 30. Yeah, about yeah. Years. You've always been in East Tennessee. Uh, yes, yeah, started with in the industry in East Tennessee, lived in Knoxville pretty much my whole life. Yep. You came from another state, too. Ultimately, you came to Knoxville from Boston, Massachusetts. Boston. Yeah, that's what that was. My father took a position working at the university, moving from the university up there. Okay. And you were originally you hired, like me, with AT&T. Correct. What did you start doing? I came in as an enterprise salesperson. I was on a team of a bunch of people, which made it easier for me to come in because everybody kind of helped me learn the trade, learn what we were doing, learn the products and things like that. And so I kind of had a crutch coming in, but I didn't come in on the SMB side. I came in on the enterprise side. Okay. Have you ever done much SMB? I do more now than I ever did before. Right. Um, retooling and, and looking at new opportunities and, and other things that are out there. So more today than I was doing then. SMB being? Small business. Small, small medium business. Small medium business, right. Yes, sir. It's kind of like me, you and I both kind of different tracks, technical versus sales mm-hmm. kind of tracks, but both kind of enterprise focused until we get to his call and we get the opportunity to kind of branch out and do some different things and learn some different products and stuff like that. But Enterprise versus SMB. Do you have a preference? I did. For lack of a better term, I used to look at it snobbishly and say, I didn't want to do SMB. I didn't want to play in those worlds. But I have just as much fun working in that environment as I do in the enterprise environment. And I actually get maybe spread my wings a little further in the SMB environment than I did in the enterprise. So I'm enjoying it quite a bit. I'd say that I don't have a preference now, whereas before I did. Mm-hmm. My eyes have really been open to, you know, the opportunities that are in SMB. Yeah. What's what's fun about it? It's like a fourth grade field trip. You <laughs> sit yep. there and I understand you, what you're saying. You get to go in and see everything from people who make refrigerators to people who are making firearms to people who are contact centers. You get to see the whole breadth of the world and you see more in the SMB world than you do really in the enterprise world. And and his call is 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 well fitted to do both, but we have a greater SMB presence than we do enterprise. Yeah. Excellent. Good stuff. Ultimately it's it's about solving problems, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You know, regardless of, you know, small medium business or a large enterprise corporation, it, it's about solving problems and helping people accomplish more and and improve their business. Diane, so you're beating the bushes. You're running from Tri-Cities area all the way to Middle Tennessee. Your customers are across the board, right? So tell us a little bit about your customers that you have today. Most of my customers are SMB. They do fall into the SMB space. And um, as Scott said, it's 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 a wide variety of clients that you deal with. I mean, I have customers in the cleaning supply business that provide cleaning supplies. I have clients that that take return or that take uh, returned medications and dispose of those properly. And the list goes on and on. I mean, even some retail clients, some bank customers recently picked up a hospital account that I am now managing. Another salesperson had that account for many, many years, yep. has since retired. So I'm working on that account a little bit. 
So again, it's a wide variety, but certainly SMB is definitely where the market share is for me. Okay. And uh, have you found it difficult to cover such a large area? The thing about his call, we don't have territories. You have customers and wherever your customer is, that's where you go, right? Absolutely. And no, I enjoy a little bit of wind chill time every week. So I try to get to Knoxville a couple of days a week. And it's really nice to have that wind chill time. You can reflect and kind of work on your to-do list in your mind and return phone calls. And it's just great. I love it. Love being on the road. Right. Awesome. Fantastic. Gerard, what about you? Is As you launch into this business three months into it, what are you looking? Are you looking here locally? Or are you... I know you're doing a lot of networking. I was going to say a lot of networking, mostly locally. Right now, small business obviously is a is a big focus of mine because it is something to me a little bit more manageable in a sense. But it's also the problem solving part of it. So that's mm-hmm. the that I like the most is kind of sitting down with customers, trying to figure out what their pain points are and try to see how we can help them with their pain points and get them in a service or something that's not only just affordable, but with the the service that we provide with the white gloves and and showing that person that that touch that we usually provide that other maybe big companies don't uh, is the thing that I'm just trying to stress out to the people and and the clients and customers that I have been able to talk to. All right. Fantastic. Are you... uh are you finding it difficult to because your your clientele is different than what right. you were touching on in your previous positions? Yes. Are you finding it difficult to get in there and get these conversations going? Or once you get them going, I don't think they're as, as difficult. It's just getting past the gatekeeper. Yeah. In most cases, but the same token is, I think what I have realized if they see that you're sincere about trying to help them and not just Good sell stuff. them, that's right. And that's the thing that allows you to get into the door. And trying to take the pressure off of them, making them feel like it's a sale versus mm-hmm. a customer service or a need that we want to help provide and help you salute, have a solution. for. So it has its ups and downs. Trying to, It's a lot of, I guess, with the world that I came from, people come to me, I supply a product, and then in that, you're basically selling it in this moment. Where this is a lot of more relationship building. It takes a little bit more time, which is the part that I'm trying to recondition my mind for because I'm used to like, okay, Usually within seven to 10 days, I've closed that versus this may take 15, 20, 30 or longer. And understanding that not to be frustrated in that, but hopefully that you're still following up and doing the things that you need to do to build that relationship. Mm -hmm. Good stuff. That's really good stuff. And I see he's talking about that, Diane, the sales cycle. Scott, Diane, thinking about some we've been working on. It's been, you know, a couple of years and we still still trying to get budget and, and do different things. It's it's an interesting cycle at times, for sure. Absolutely. Scott, you go, you're here in East Tennessee, but you've got customers in Middle Tennessee. You've got customers in other states. You've got a big footprint. That is exactly. Yeah, that's true. I deal with some clients that are international clients. I deal with clients that have sites or locations all across the United States from, you know, coast to coast. Yeah. Okay. And has through the past couple of years, have you found it more difficult to do business with those customers? Did the pandemic change anything in regards to your relationship and the distance and everything? Or did did it become easier because of technology that we... I wouldn't say that it became easier because I like to be in front of my clients, in front of the people that I'm partnering with. I much more would like to work with somebody face to face. I have had to learn how to use things like Zoom and 
teams and things like that and to be able to push things forward, to be able to communicate, to be able to figure out what's going on with the client, what their needs are. I'm happy that it's starting to open back up so that we can get back to that. But it is it's nice to be able to fall back on that. Yeah, it definitely. We, we just had a customer meeting where we're all sitting around a table with customer contacts and having really good roadmap conversations. That's a lot of fun to be able to do that. And we enjoyed lunch together while yeah. we we're there. It's a lot of team building, both just it's not just, OK, the the meeting is over and everybody logs out. It is you get to know your client more. They get to know you. It makes it a little bit more personal. Not everybody wants to be personal in this, but it's nice when you can take a relationship and partner with a client and really get to know each other. And you can do that so much easier face to face. Yeah, very good. So um, talk to me a little bit about what are you passionate about at work? Okay. So as far as your sales, the technology, I don't know, whatever it might be, what are you passionate about at work? Diane? I'm most passionate about doing the right thing in every circumstance, every situation. And and that's why his call has been a great fit for me because, you know, Gary Leffman does the right thing, even Mm -hmm. if it means losing money along the way. We don't like to do that, obviously, but there have been (laughs) times where, you know, we've had to do the right thing. So that is what I am most passionate about, doing the right thing. Fantastic. I love that. Gerard, what about you? Just finding the solution to a, a customer need is the biggest thing, which gets you to sometimes think outside the box. Yeah. You know, working a customer and not, you know, trying to get them, try to better understand what their needs are and try to find out the solution, whether it be a small solution or a big solution, whether it be one that is beneficial to us, maybe financially or one that's not so as beneficial. But like Diane said, doing the right thing, trying to find out that customer need and at least still build a relationship because what I'm finding about very quickly is, a no today doesn't mean that it's going to be a no next month. Mm-hmm. As long as they know that you have certain needs or you're able to provide certain services and they see that you're authentic about trying to help them, then sometimes there that does open up other opportunities along the way. So those are the things that you kind of be mindful of doing the right thing at all times and then letting that come back and reciprocate and, and be a benefit down the road. Really good. I heard you and what you said a while ago and right now it's it's not about selling them something but it's about helping them mm-hmm. solving a problem and yeah. i think that's so good and so important scott what about you uh, i very much would like to echo what gerard just said to me it's it's showing value to the client whether that's something that i can do for them today or an experience that i've had in the industry we may not be able to answer all their needs, but if I have an, if I have the ability to do that, of course, want to do that. But being honest with them for, okay, that's not something I can bring to the table, but you might consider this. Mm-hmm. So really just the, the value that we can bring as an organization or myself to my clients, whether that be today or tomorrow. Okay, good, good answer. So we, you mentioned a lot of technologies, a lot of different ways that, that we can help customers. Do you have a favorite technology, something that you really like to talk to a customer about, you know, a particular technology that really gets you excited, something you kind of maybe you lead with, you know, for a new customer that you go into that doesn't know you, that you really want to, you want customer to know we do this and you enjoy talking about it, the sales process and that kind of thing. Does that make sense what I'm asking? Yes, absolutely. His call cloud services. 
hands down has become my favorite product to take to a client for a number of reasons. Number one, it's it's just stellar. It's an incredible product offering. The thing that excites me the most is when I'm able to go in and take a his call cloud solution and save the customer money. I have case after case of where I've been able to go in one customer $1,700 a month in savings. Isn't that wild? And it's amazing. That customer said that they were going to take the savings and put it back, give it to the employees in way of additional discounts and healthcare insurance. That's cool. Is that so right? for the customer to win, for their employees to win, and for his call to win, I mean, nothing felt better to me. So his call cloud services is hands down my, my favorite thing to talk about. Today. What a deal. Mm-hmm. And so his call cloud services, tell us a little bit what that means for somebody that's listening and going, well, what is she saying? His call cloud services. What in the world is that? What, what do you mean? voice services or its phone system as a service. So with his call cloud services, we're delivering the telephone equipment to the customer. The brain of the system is back in the cloud. We have our data centers in Dixon, Tennessee with Phil over in Knoxville. So we're delivering, we're providing a phone system solution to a client, but it's as a service. So it replaces what they're paying their current carrier. That's right. Really the only requirement is that they have a reliable broadband connection. And then a couple other little things with power and things like that. But um, it's just you're replacing the cost instead of spending it with the carrier. You're paying it with his call cloud, oftentimes saving money and getting new hardware. And and the hardware really about all there is to it is a phone on the desk, right? That's pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I can take my demo kit out, plug a phone in and voila. That's right. Customers making calls. Do it a lot. It's really that simple. Do it a lot now. (laughs) Yeah. Scott, on his call cloud services, it's really taking off. Diane's, you know, she's excited about it. She's passionate about it, as are the rest of our sales team. And it shows the number of seats we're showing. But you've had to date our largest his call cloud implementation. That is correct. We did one about a thousand stations or as we call them seats now. About a thousand seats. It's with a client that I've worked with since the mid 90s. Um, they were a premise-based solution at first. And they were a legacy Avaya. premise-based. Avaya solution. Yep. yep. And we're, I worked with them in the 90s and then transitioned they, them to work with me at his call as well. They stayed with us and went with our solution mostly because of the way his call has been able to care for their needs since 2009. Yeah. And so when there was change in the industry... They went looking and we put our His Call Cloud in front of them and it was a really good fit, but even more so His Call was a really good fit in that we had proven over the past however many years that, you know, we would be there for them and make sure that they got where they needed to go. Mm-hmm. That That's a large system. <laughs> what, what prompted this customer to move from legacy premise-based system to His Call Cloud-based system total cost of ownership and features the his call cloud from a feature perspective is a more all-inclusive environment than what their enterprise previous solution was it's also easier for them to deploy new applications in that world but also total cost of ownership over a five-year period they're saving quite a bit of money mm-hmm. okay what were some of the features that were big for them. Redundancy as far as if they lose services coming in, they can still work. 
The ease to send people home and be able to work from home, I think, is another big one for them. Mm-hmm. And just uh, the upgrades, the downtime from upgrades and things like that, they no longer have to worry about that. Because of the way his call is set up, we can usually you know, give them very little downtime, and there's not a lot of planning on their end yeah. when that has to happen. Simplified their day-to-day management of the Got system, it. didn't it? Yep. Mobility, I know we talked to them, was a big piece. And they're kind of unique in the redundancy that you spoke about in that it's cloud delivered, but we have a local server at the site that we can fail down to in the event that the uh, broadband connection back to his call cloud services is unavailable. So Yeah, that's the third level of redundancy that we've offered to them. Safety and security is very, very key for this client. And so having the ability to make an emergency call when all things are going bad was very important to them. That's so right. So we really gave them three levels of redundancy and security that they could that they can rely on. That's right. Biamp was on a webinar with us last year, and this customer had a couple of Biamp systems, and we even integrated their Biamp to his call cloud, didn't we? Yep. All right, cool. Well, while I'm with you, what else are you working on this year? So you've got that one closed. My big thing that I've gotten into and enjoying looking at is my whole life was just voice, and that was all I focused on. There was so many other things on a on his call's truck, and I really wasn't looking at a whole lot of them. But I have really, really enjoyed getting into CCTV and going in and showing clients what a CCTV system can do for them today, and how mm-hmm. easy it is to sit there and find what you're looking for. If you have to send something, God forbid, over to a law enforcement environment, the ways that we can help them as far as with watermarks and things like that, be able to help the police help them. So that's that's been my big thing. I've really enjoyed the CCTV side of the world. That is some really cool technology for mm-hmm. sure. It's something that I've learned about in the past few years that just incredible, the technology mm-hmm. that's involved in that. You've got a customer that implemented some cameras with license plate readers. LPRs, yep. Yep. And so yep. Uh, We have that in Nashville and, and looking at a lot of healthcare right now also. There's a lot of initiative in the healthcare world to look at different applications within CCTV. Yeah, very cool. Gerard, what about you? What With all this stuff, what are you picking up that really gets Loaded you excited? Question. All of it. All uh, of it. <laughs> the, no, the cloud services is a, is a phenomenal product. <laughs> I like the fact that there's so many applications and things that we can do. We can make it so easy for them with the soft phones and things, the compatibility, especially with... Uh, the whole situation now, a lot of people having to work from home and being able to provide a service or an ideal solution for that person or client so that it makes it very easy for them. What I'm learning about the cloud services is what they might have previously had doesn't have the flexibility of what we have with the cloud. If, for God forbid, a facility has to shut down or certain things have to be done, even to a small business to a, a larger business. So I love the cloud. I also love the CCTV. I've looked at a couple of things in that solution. So that is amazing what we're able to do with the cameras and the services. And once again, it's just about the thing I love most about this company is that we care about our clients and mm-hmm. we care about our customers. So it's not just selling them a product as much as maintaining and making sure that we're providing top-notch service to them in a way that they really appreciate and understand the value of what we do. Good, good answer. Good answer, Gerard. All right. Well, we are about the 25-minute mark, and I like to keep the podcast around 30 minutes. And so let's wrap up with this right here. 
we talked about what are you passionate about at work? What are you passionate about outside of work? Diane? Megan? Yeah. All right. So, gosh, I mean, I love exercise. I love fitness. I love exercise. And it's not only, you know, a physical thing for me. It's it's definitely a, a psychological thing as well. I feel that it keeps me balanced in my life. It keeps me cognizant of my health. And uh, I feel that every day is a gift. Every single day is, is just very precious. And I I want to I want to be around for a while. I have a 16 year old daughter, so it's important for me to be healthy and to be mindful and to do anything that I can to to stay fit physically and mentally for her. So right. fitness is probably what I'm most passionate about. Oh, I think that's awesome. That's great. That's great. This is an every morning for you, right? Yes. Is- yep. I uh, definitely, you know what they say, early bird gets the worm. Right. I'm still waiting for my worm, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so, so five thirty. my day, my, my morning starts at 4 45 AM. I'm in the gym by five thirty. It's usually about an hour workout. And then, yep. then I'm off to start the rest of my day. That's right. Good yeah, stuff. It's fun stuff mm-hmm. for sure. Gerard, what about you? You up at four thirty? No. I wish I can do that. Try to do that every now and then. 4.30 is a little early for me. If I can get to 6, 6.30, I'm good. So. <laughs> but family is most important to me for the fact that, you know, certain things that have come to my life. I had cancer four years ago, so that definitely made me think life over again. Is just not just working every day, but also, mm-hmm. you know, being in a positive environment, which I love about being here at His Call, that we not only care, like I said, about our customers, that we care about each other, but more or less just family. Definitely Good. took in the last few years to kind of reevaluate what's important. Oh, I have yeah. nine children, so I have to be here for a little while. That's right. That's <laughs> so right. Wow. But it's just appreciate my wife, appreciate my kids when I have them and just trying to take take that time and be and enjoy it. So excellent. Very, very good. Scott, what about you? Outside of work, I like to cook. I got into it because when we all went virtual, I didn't have that drive home anymore. And this was a good way for me to decompress from the stresses of the job, go into the kitchen or out on the patio or wherever I happen to be cooking and be able to get out of that mindset and get into away from that and then have something afterwards I could enjoy. You you treated the Knoxville office recently, yes, you didn't did. you? Yep. What'd you <laughs> good time. What'd you fix that day? We did uh, pork loin. We did... Uh, you know, that's Greens. one of my favorites. That was amazing. <laughs> no. Yes, you no, missed no. out, Chuck. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I did miss out. We did greens that my son taught me to make. Some of the other folks brought dessert in and stuff like that. It was a good time. We got really good fellowship that we got to spend at work, but not doing work. Yeah. Good. Well, thank you for doing that. I've, I've heard lots of good stuff about it. You'll I, get to try it. I regret I missed it. I really do. So, all right. We'll wrap up. Anything you wished you had said or want to say as we wrap things up today? You've made this nowhere near as painful as what I thought this was going to be. Yeah. Well, I was I was hoping that would be the case. <laughs> yeah, it was great. We really yeah. appreciate you, Chuck, and we appreciate you for yeah. doing this and for hosting and inviting us along. Man. So thank you so much That's for your well. time. Thank you. all It's a big deal. You know, you start asking people about doing this, and there's a lot of people that go, that's not, me. That's not me. But I think once we get in here, we usually it works out okay. Thank y'all. I know you got big days and you got some travel to get back to get back home. So thank you for coming in. Thank you for listening to the podcast. 
As we wrap up today, I'll leave you with these encouraging words as we always say, don't be afraid, only believe. Thanks for taking the time to listen to the His Call Technology Podcast. Subscribe to this podcast so you can stay up to date with today's business communication trends. To learn more about His Call solutions for your business needs or to listen to previous podcasts, visit us at our website, hiscall.com.